securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello, welcome to the show, Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. The name of the game, keeping more of your money on your paycheck, in your bank account, in your retirement account, in a flex spending account, in a health <laughs> savings account. Keeping more of your money in your accounts working for you otherwise they're going out to the federal, federal government, government or the states or the states yes and you don't want that would you could you use two grand more for yourself and your family or would you rather the government have it Jeff? exactly to me or my wife or well, my kids i'll take it <laughs> i can spend it better than that i can find a toilet seat for less than 700 yes yes um so a hammer that's less than 500 <laughs> The nails, Jeff, are crazy. The government nails are, you know, $25 a A nail. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, I could spend that money much wiser than the federal government or the states. So let me have it. Jeff Zufall is here, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with Capital Advisory Group to tell us that every time we get a paycheck, we can keep more of our money. Yes. Every time that we make any sort of... uh, retirement savings every time we put some more money into a retirement account we could do it in a tax beneficial way everything that we do in our entire lives even as mundane as home repairs there are tax implications on all of everything everything that you do in your financial life will end up on a tax return at some point in time whether it's current year or a couple years down the road so be prepared so as it stands right now our, my son, I was going to say our son, but he's not our son. Yeah. He's my wife and my son. <laughs> Already got enough. <laughs> You've got your own kids to worry about. Uh, my son goes to daycare, and we have to pay for that. And let's yes. just say a nice round number of $10,000. Uh, and don't text me and say, wow, Josh, where are you going? That seems cheap. <laughs> I'm just, that's not what that we pay. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of what we pay. Let's just call it $10,000. We have to pay that, Jeff. Yes. Before you. Be, uh, be Jeff. Before Jeff, we were just paying that out of our checking account. Yeah. We would get checks. The government would take their money. The rest yep. would go into our bank accounts. We'd pay school. And that was that. Now, after Jeff, AJ, <laughs> <clears throat> after Jeff, we are taking advantage of a flex spending account on my wife's paychecks. Yes. Money before the government. Before they touch it. Before they touch it, it goes into a flex spending account pre-tax. Yes. And money accrues there. And we use that money now. To pay tuition. To pay tuition. Which, do you want to pay with your own money that you already pay taxes on? Or do you want to pay with the government's money? With their, their uh, say, supplement, if you want to call with it that. With their supplement. And say, thank you very much. The real world savings, the real life numbers on this is that if we just paid the taxes and then went off and paid school, 
we would end up paying $1,500 more. 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 Yes. Yes. Now, the government says, all right, look, you can keep this money socked away, and as long as you pay it for school like you said you would, yep. you can pay it with pre-tax dollars, and the federal government is now getting $1,500 less from us. These are real-world numbers. It's real numbers, uh, real theory sitting out there. Part of his tuition is getting paid for by the federal government in that rather than we pay them taxes and then pay for it. Exactly. We pay it with their money. Yeah. And then I still have to pay. You still got to pay it. But a lot again, of money. It's, but it's the bulk of it is on a pre-tax. You didn't pay tax on it, and you could use it for higher education. And, and the real, like I said, real-world numbers, 1500 bucks. So yeah. I ask you, I implore you, KTRS listeners, anyone that's <laughs> listening to this right now, would you rather have $1,500 or are you good with saying, nah, the government can have that? Yeah. The answer is obvious. So Very obvious. If you want to take advantage of a flex spending account, if you want to take advantage of an HSA, a health savings account, if you want to take advantage of a 529 saving for exactly. your kid's school for college or private school or any school that has a tuition, you can sock money away. We're not even talking about your 401k or your oh, yeah. Roth. Or it, it, it's in excess of it, but it's also to the side of it. There's so many things out there, and we talked last week, just all the things. If I made enough money that I could max out my 401k, <laughs> which I do not, but where are some other places I can put my money besides in, in a mason jar exactly. in the backyard? And we went through deferred compensation, backdoor Roth, traditional Roth, uh, HSAs, FSAs. Yeah. Pro- there's probably other things out there that we're not even thinking of. Oh yeah, and and some would apply to some people. Some would not apply to the most, you know, the general population. But there's stuff out there for everybody. You just don't know that it exists. And if you don't know it exists, you can't take advantage of it, and you're just putting money back into the government coffers. Exactly. And I say all the time, I don't mind paying taxes. But when you realize that you could have kept some of that, oh, yeah. you start to kick yourself. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, well, wait a minute. I'm leaving money on the table. Exactly. I'm leaving money going to the government that I could have kept yeah. on, on, on my And sheets. put in your pocket. Exactly. In my, in my side of the table. <laughs> the book that you have written, well, Keep What's Yours. It's the name of the show we're doing. It's the name of the book that Jeff wrote. How to leverage the new tax law to create unfair advantage over your competition, your competition being the federal government. Yes. Who else takes money out of my paycheck every two weeks? Well, your friends at your state, whatever state you're, you know, typically you work in Missouri, they're taking Missouri state tax out. You're taking Social Security tax out. You're taking Medicare tax out. um, And the federal government takes their their piece. When it comes to the, the... the payroll taxes, the income mm-hmm. tax, you know, that's there's more money that I could keep there than what I'm probably doing right now. Uh, yeah, but the payroll tax is pretty much set. 6.2, you pay out of your paycheck. If you ever look at it, uh, you see the Social Security box at 6.2% that is taken out that is applied to your Social Security. And then 1.45% goes to Medicare. And theoretically, these are things I'm going to be using later in life. Anyway. Hypothetically, yeah. yes. Um, but the good news is is what you see on your W-2, your employer matches that dollar for dollar, and it's sent off to your account. So 
typically it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in this state, what, what's the, the effective Missouri state tax rate? I think it's 4.87 is what they're saying is the highest effective tax rate for the state of Missouri. Yeah. So let's just call it fat finger five. Yeah. And, and Illinois is just a touch higher. But states like Florida and Texas don't have state tax. So if I was working in Florida and I got a paycheck and I looked at my stub, there would be federal income tax, but no state. No state. Interesting. Now, if you're a Missouri resident, you're going to owe Missouri tax on it because that's where you, you worked at. And they'll so, always try to get you. Yes. So, so so if you're a Florida resident and you could prove that you're a full Florida resident, and there's a whole laundry list we won't go through today, um, but there is a laundry list to prove that you are a Florida resident and you live there 181 days out of the year, you don't pay any state tax. Is that why people move down there? I mean, yes. probably the most high profile. We don't like to get into politics here, but uh, you know, the most high profile New York resident that just moved <laughs> down to Florida, former President Trump. Uh, is that why he moved down to Florida? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. No state tax. No you state just tax. you have to make sure that you are a Florida resident. But they'll get you somewhere because Florida still has to pay for roads. Oh, sure they do, and it's through the uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's a bond for your house you have to buy. Um, they'll get you from you're paying higher for uh, um, uh, not travelers tax, but uh, tourism tax, tourism tax, all kinds of stuff visitors, like that yeah. as visitors. So, but even if you're a local, um, you're going to go to you know buy groceries, you're paying that tourism tax. So, Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you're still paying it. Um, it's just you don't have to be, you don't have to fill out a form that says, I am filing a Florida tax return. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't want to pay the tourism tax, then don't buy groceries. Exactly. Don't so, buy anything. Yeah. But good luck on that good one. Luck. <laughs> good luck eating. Um, now, I say all this because I think it, it needs to be said that the, the IRS, the government, you know, Florida doesn't have income tax, but they'll get you somewhere else. They're always out, not to, out to get you, but they're always going to charge you taxes. They're going to get you taxes. Yes. And again, they can. If, if you look at any, you look at your utility bills, look at your cell phone bill, um, you name it. There's some surtax, um, real estate tax, personal property tax. Tax on this, tax so on that. We were talking about last week you know, the, the, uh, from the pushing of the uh, when you buy a vehicle, putting it in, the, the real estate or your um, sales tax sales into tax, it. Yeah. So you pay a sales tax for a vehicle. And then the flip of that is, is then you got to pay personal property tax every year on it going forward in the state of Missouri. So Literally, it's a tax on top of a tax on top of a tax. I never understood that. It's mine. I pay the taxes on it. It's mine. But every year, if I got a car and a boat, doesn't matter. There's a calculation. Yep. Um, Property taxes. Mm -hmm. That's that's in perpetuity. Even if I paid the house off, you still would owe your real estate tax. Every even if you paid the house off, you still owe your insurance, and you still owe your real estate tax going forward. Mm -hmm. So that's they're always going to get you somewhere. Yes. So why wouldn't you hire someone like Jeff to say, well, they're coming to get me. It's <laughs> let's let's use whatever I can to my advantage. To help you legally not pay the tax, you know, under that stuff, but legally not pay it. Not just say, oh, I'm not going to report that. Right. You can't do that, but legally get away with not How many people tax. have come in and given you their information and you say, well, this is clearly illegal? Um, a bunch. And, um, you know, they, I recommend you go somewhere else. <laughs> or they, they come in and they say, hey, this is what I want to do. And you're like, you can't do that. It's right. illegal. Um, and I'm not putting my name on it. 
Um, happens all the time. I'm not, you're not putting your name on it. You're not putting the reputation of Capital no. Advisory Group on it. You don't exactly. want the hassle of having to dodge the the IRS. Um, well, when you're doing a tax return, look at it from the aspect of there's an auditor sitting across the table from you when it's done. Is this going to pass? Can the you sniff justify test? exactly? Yeah. Can you justify the deductions that you took, and are they legal? Yeah. Um, and we got people who are like, "Hey, I got a business." Um, you know, I made $500 in revenue, but I got $65,000 in expenses. No, nah, doesn't quite cut it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'll just write the cat down as a yeah. member yeah. of the family. That's probably the next one. They'd be like, hey, I want to, yeah. you know, I got medical insurance for my cat. Can I write that off? And it's like, no. <laughs> no. And you have to look at it from that angle. But just keep in mind, why are you going to try to put the cat on your tax return as a dependent when if you hired Jeff, exactly, there's probably other ways that you could keep even more of your money exactly and doing it the legal and, and way and not have to worry about an auditor coming in a later date saying hey this is illegal you owe us a ton of money you know as you go forward so. I, I just love the idea mm-hmm. of you know these people that say you know taxation is theft and yeah. you know they go down and pick it outside of city hall you know yeah. that's theft but it's like if you just hired a tax professional take care of it you should they should those people should be the first people to call you exactly and say look i hate taxes how do i pay less yeah how do i pay less um you won't you won't get out of paying taxes and again most people like especially people with uh, small businesses they're like i'm writing everything off okay let's say that you really can do that what it does is it makes your tax return look terrible and the downfall of, of aggressive tax i'll call it strategy um, is that you don't pay into the system. So even if you're self-employed, you may not get a paycheck, but you're still paying self-employment tax, which is the 6.2 Social Security, 145 Medicare, but you're the owner slash employee, so you pay both sides. It's 15.3 total. Um, and you, you have a zero business income for five or seven years. You're not paying in the system. So hypothetically, when Social Security is ready to go, you're going to get a lower payout. There, there's no one listening right now that doesn't have any sort of tax implications in their life. Pretty much everybody does. Everybody Other than does. If you're, I'll say, uh, maybe you're late 80s, early 90s, you live on Social Security only. Um, technically, you probably don't even have to file a return. But you may want to file the return as informational, strictly if they ever come up with stimulus checks again. They know who you are, where you're at, and they got your bank account. Right. And they can just send you checks. <laughs> Seems like a very t- – and to those late 80s, early 90s people living strictly on Social Security, hello. Exactly. Yeah, I, hope, I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. That's right. But it's probably a very small population. Yeah, The it rest is. of us have to deal with this. It, pretty much everybody is filing a return. And why are we trying to do this ourselves? Number one, we're not taking advantage of the things that are clearly written in the tax code that are for us. Here's the beauty of it. They actually put some things in the tax code that pertain to middle class Josh yes, Gilberts. Exactly. And um, they're out there. They just never told me about it. No. It's not their job. There's a bunch out there that are sitting in the tax code that if you don't know they're there, you you gloss right over them and never even take advantage of it. You know, and I want to, you know, pull Josh Hawley aside. I want to pull, um, <laughs> you know, Ann Wagner aside, Corey Bush aside and say, Hey, you put all this stuff in there to benefit me, but you never told me about it. All three of them would probably say, hey, talk to my tax advisor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm taking advantage of it. Yeah, because you hired someone. So maybe that's just what I have to do, too. 
and Jeff is the guy that we went with. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524. The tax uh, breaks are out there. They're out there. The tax things are out there that you can be doing. Like I said, we're taking advantage of a flex spending account for my son's daycare. That's just one of mm-hmm. the things that we're doing that we can quantify it and say we're exactly. twelve to $1,500 a year savings, keepings. Yes. Because we did this and there's more on top of that that we can be doing. So there are things out there for you. You just probably need to get somebody working on your behalf. And frankly, Jeff... I'm sorry, my personal situation, the things that we're keeping, the things that we're saving, um, far outweigh whatever it costs for you to do my taxes. That's right. Just tripled. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're keeping a lot more money? You know, uh, I'm going to charge you double now. So it pays for itself and even more so. Yes. You know, exponentially. And that's bringing value to the table. Um, we're not going to charge an arm and a leg to get your tax return done by no means, um, but we're trying to make sure that we can save you money on your tax return. Yeah. So uh, it will uh, benefit you cost-wise to go and see Jeff because after he's done uh, and you write the check to Capital Advisory Group for doing your taxes, you realize <laughs> I've still got $1,000-plus left over. In your pocket. Exactly. Thank you so much, Jeff. So, again, that's just my particular uh, instance just when it comes to what we're doing with my son's schooling. But I'm sure that Jeff can find something that works out for you. If you're someone that is uh, getting a little older and you got medical bills, do you have an HSA? Exactly. Do you have a health spending account? Do you, are, are there things that you can do as far as medical bills, Jeff, that we can have the government kick in and pay stuff pre-tax that way? Are we maxing out our 401ks? Are we even doing it the right way? And that's the question. We see a lot of people younger that say, hey, I'm going to put all my money in a Roth. I don't want to do this thing where I pay tax later. But we express to them, hey, look at the tax brackets today. Look where you're at. Maybe it's beneficial to put the bulk of it into a pre-tax now and then later convert or as your income tapers as you get older, then switch it and do a Roth after the fact. And it's like, when do I switch? That's the question of the day. So (laughs) everybody's going to be a little different. And it's all math. And Jeff, I got to tell you, worth worth the price of admission. I don't do math. (laughs) A lot of people don't. (laughs) Never have, never will. And I don't have my finger. I got enough things going on in my life Mm -hmm. that I don't have time to really delve deep into the tax code and find out when I need to be converting my 401k to a Roth. I don't. I don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. And I don't even know the math equations that I need to do. Mm -hmm. So let someone else do it for you. I guarantee you that you'll come out on top and you'll be looking better because you will be taking advantage of the tax code. Otherwise, if you don't do anything, you're just throwing more money to the federal government. Federal government and the states will gladly take your money. They will gladly take it. But... They will also gladly let you take advantage of yeah. the tax code. Legally, there's the tax, uh, I'll say, uh, savings, tax planning programs that we could do. Um, and even if it saves you a hundred bucks, saves you a hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'd rather have a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a nice dinner for me and my wife. Um, so, when it comes to what are you doing as far as your tax planning, your retirement planning, as far as this year's taxes as far as last year's taxes. Yes. What did you do? Jeff can look at all that stuff and say, going forward, there's a better way. Yes. 
And if you're doing your own taxes yourself, God love you. I don't know how you're doing it. Some people that love doing it, and I, I get that. And other people are like, well, I took a stab at it, and, you know, you need to fix it. <laughs> I don't even know why you want to take a stab at it. You yeah. know, spending a beautiful weekend. The, the weather just starts to turn nice yeah. in March. Yep. And now I'm inside on the weekends looking at tax stuff. Nope. Yep. Uh, I'll just give it to Jeff, <laughs> let him do it, and, you know, see how much money he can keep us this year. We're going to go to commercial break, but when we come back, the IRS. We will talk about dun, 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 dun. The, dun, 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 the big bad IRS. <laughs> they're really not that bad. And frankly, uh, <laughs> they're woefully underfunded. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, you know, you think the Unfor- IRS. Fortunately, but unfortunately. Right. <laughs> you think the IRS has teeth? Uh, no, they they don't even have dentures. Yes. <laughs> they're working on it, though. They're gumming up all their food and you know, putting it in a blender because they are just – the IRS really isn't what you think it is. But we'll tell you about it a little bit more in the next segment. 636-394-5524 is Jeff's phone number, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Look them up, just like we did. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Supal. Back on the show, and I know that we promised to talk about the IRS, and that's exactly what we'll do. They are woefully underfunded. They're still using fax machines and, <laughs> and computers, computer systems on floppy disks. Yeah, antiquated, terrible, antiquated, terrible. Yeah. So, so if you think that there's some sort of sophisticated, you know, running retina scans and <laughs> listening to you through your thermostat, uh, no, they, they can, do. No, <laughs> they can barely get their computers to turn on every day, and they're dealing in paper. They're drowning in seas of paper. Uh, but we've done that show before. So the IRS, you know, they actually need some of the money that is being yeah, allotted had, to them. That eighty billion allocated to them with, I think it was the Secure Act gave them, and then with the debt ceiling debate, they stole back twenty billion. So we're at sixty billion. So, so, and I mean, these are the people that are processing your tax returns every year. You, I would think, I would hope that you would want them to have, you know, at least Windows 97. At least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, you know, at least have a computer that is, that is in this century. So uh, that's part of that. But they also just mentioned that they're going to start or, I guess, Stop. Stop. Going they, to people's houses. Yes, unannounced visits. So um, how did they used to do this? They just basically show up. If your card got drawn or your number got drawn, ding dong, IRS. They'd show up and show their badges. Candygram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> candygram. Um, they'd show their badges um, and try and have a discussion with you. Um, so to what, who? To people who to basically aren't anybody that didn't file, anybody that owed tax. Um, you know, if they thought there was fraud out there. So this is where you heard the stories, oh, they're going to hire all these agents to go out there and they're going to, you know, just uh, pillage the countryside. And, um, yeah, they could probably still do that, but they're actually reeling this back. And the reason being is they're saying that part of it is the scam artist posing as IRS agents. Um, he would never know the difference. So know. people can, hey, you owe us money and just yeah. write me a check. Or, uh, or I want, uh, you know, Walgreens gift cards. Or <laughs> If anyone from any sort of, of government agency wants to be paid in, in gift cards, in Macy's gift cards, yeah, run. There's a, problem. <laughs> there's a, big, there's a problem. big problem. But they're also saying the safety of the actual, re- I mean, there are revenue agents and they're the ones that they carry a gun. Um, they got a badge. I mean, they're the, the real deal. And they go knock on doors and collect money. 
Um, but they're saying that the safety concerns are going to reel us back. They also took some bad press, let's say the last two months, in which they say that the IRS agents posed as the cable guy, um, you know, the, the plumber, whatever the case may be, got into these people's houses and then said, hey, I'm from the IRS, sit down, you owe us money. And you go. Now that does seem pretty wrong. It seems very unethical, but maybe that was their tactic to get in. Um, and then it turns out the one lady, and that was, uh, oh, who's a Republican guy, Jim Jordan, I think, had mm-hmm. a, a, a whole press thing on this. He doesn't and, like to wear jackets. Yeah, in front of the Senate, um, you know, and they had all these people, and they were testifying that, you know, this is what they did. And it turned out the people that they were in this one case that they kind of crashed in on didn't owe any tax. So at the end of the day, they thought it was a scam. But then somebody took down the license plate of the car that drove away, and it says U.S. government. (laughs) So it has numbers. But that really was the IRS. (laughs) But they were able to prove that it really was an IRS agent. They were there. Whether the guy, the agent had the wrong address, person, whatever, nobody knows. But they're kind of like buried it. And apparently there were three or four other cases where people showed up saying they were somebody else, got access to the house. Again, if I didn't order the cable guy to show up at my house, I wouldn't let him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't order a plumber, well, maybe in today's environment, if the plumber did show up, I'd be like, hey, come on in. Yeah, hey, <laughs> glad you stopped yeah, by. We got a couple issues you can fix. Yeah. But so again, you take that with a grain of salt. But I guess it's good that they're stopping these unannounced visits. Um, that again, they will notify you, and typically they want you to show up if they really want you. Um, but these are kind of the, you know, they stop by and knock on the door and kind of say, "Oh, hey, I'm from the IRS. Um, I'm it, here to help." It, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it, it gets your attention. And I gotta imagine that these. I don't want to go knock on a stranger's door these days. Any, you don't even want to honk your horn at somebody in exactly. the highway because um, you're afraid they might shoot shoot you. you. So the union, so there is a union out there, the Union of for Tax Agents, the National Treasury Employees Union, the NTEU, are praising the decision on the unannounced door knocks. Because I, I got to imagine that they don't want to, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it. You know, what kind, <laughs> of, what kind of life is this where I'm... I'm Posing as a milkmaid, yeah. You know, and here's your milk. But by the way, you owe us money. Hey, hey, you know, inside that milk (laughs) is a subpoena. Yeah, yeah. no, no. And again, I mean, you've got to you got to realize you're dealing with taxes, you're dealing with money, people's emotions. Yeah, that conversation could go sideways quick. Um, Yeah, here, uh, here's some tea. I'm gonna go in the back room and get an arsenal. Right back. Yeah. Um, But you know, I I read that back in um, German. German times um, that they bred the Doberman Pinscher specifically yeah. to go out with the uh, the tax collector because you show up at someone's house and say, "Hey, you owe us." I mean, you got a dog, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not paying you. So <laughs> Fido here has, you know, yeah, it's going to say otherwise. Otherwise, <laughs> so it, it's like, is that really how we're? It's 2023. There's got to be a better way. Better way, seriously. So hopefully, with the funding, that gets them a little bit more ahead of the game. Not not that they can come mess with us. Um, again, I think with some of the stuff we see going on, you got a small business, you got a Target on your back, they're going to be hunting you down. Um, but again, at least the process paperwork so that you can make a phone call to the IRS and not have to sit on the phone for two and a half to three hours and or it cues you out and hangs up on you and then you got to call again. Um, so hopefully at least that section gets going. So 
And, uh, of course, mistakes are going to happen. Oh, sure. Uh, Jim Jordan. But there, I got to imagine that if the IRS is reaching out to you, they have a reason. They have a that. reason to show up and say hi. Um, yeah. That's the easiest way to if explain they call it. you and say, we want you to come down to the office, there's probably a reason. Technically, and, and usually those are certified mail. So, again, if you get uh, anything, that the IRS will not email you. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to get where if you set up an account online, it will send you an email back. But it's only if you started one. You know, you, you fired them one, they'll fire you one back. Typically, everything is faxed, U.S. mail, or certified mail. Uh, certified mail means they're serious. You better respond to whatever the notice is or at least call somebody to, you know, kind of settle them down. Um, and when people are out knocking on doors, they're usually looking for money. Right. So. And, and certified mail, uh, I'm not going to get that confused with a credit card application, right? No, you will not. Because a postman shows up and says, you got to sign this. Oh, if wow. you're married okay. filing jointly, typically it's two envelopes, one for you, one for your wife mm-hmm. or, you know, your spouse. Um, you both have you have to sign it. Um, it goes back to the IRS. They know that you received it. Kind of the time clock starts ticking. <clears throat> and so as long as we live our lives uh, within, the, like you say, the guardrails yeah. of the tax code, um, we can do a lot of swerving out there. Oh, yeah. We can stop. Yep. We can go really fast. We can go really slow. Just as long as we stay within the guardrails yeah. of what the tax code has written, we'll be okay. And yeah. there's a lot of money to be saved. A ton of money to be saved. In there. Yes. They have written things into the tax code that pertain to us and that, we, you know, they write a lot more for the corporations. Oh, yeah. Non-for-profits and right. corporations and there's all that There's some stuff in there for us. Yeah. As long as we stay in those uh, guardrails within the tax code, we'll be fine. I got to imagine if the IRS is hounding someone or if the IRS is reaching out and contacting someone, it's probably because they either filled out their taxes wrong or they well, filled out their taxes and again on purpose. But to the IRS and to the state of Missouri, we're starting to get where a lot of computers are trying to, AIs, trying to pinpoint what's going on on your tax return. So we're getting a lot of them. Um, one of the biggest ones is um, couple. Um, you owe tax. You get your tax return done. Uh, one spouse who typically pays the bills goes online, pays it. Okay, but it asks, "What's your social security number?" You type in the spouse types in their social security number. If it is not the main social security number, that payment gets hung up because the system, and this is how antiquated it is, can't go. Oh, hey, they're a married, filing joint couple. It should go back and forth. It gets stuck. 60 days later, you get a letter from the IRS that says, you never paid your taxes. Oh, so And you go, come on. So that's the goofy stuff we're talking about that should never go down. Nobody should ever get a letter like that. Not different if you didn't pay your tax. It's different. Um, But we get that from the feds. We get it from the states. Just weird stuff. Um, They're going to fix something because they they can't find your estimated payment. Um, you know, goofy stuff like that. Those are, they're very inconvenient for the clients. Um, and most people freak out when they get them. No, no, you know, no blame there. Um, but they get panic stricken that the IRS is going to come kick in their front door because, you know, they owe 165 bucks. Typically it's a proposed change and are, Hey, you get 60 days. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, again, not saying blow off IRS letters by no means. What I'm saying is read the letter. And what you're going to read in the first page is if it's something serious, it's going to come certified. If it's not, 
regular mail, they're kind of like going, hey, we have this adjustment. We need to see it. Just don't pay it because most of the time it's not correct. Are yeah. there something that they're not seeing that's been paid that's sitting out there that, that takes care of it for you? So they will reach out to us if if something gets hung up or caught yeah. up or whatever. And yeah. if you're, like I said, if you're within the guardrails, if you're doing everything on the up and up legally, you probably have enough documentation to prove that. Exactly. Sometimes and we just need copies of checks, et cetera, yeah. you know. And they say, thank you so much. Um, no, there's usually no thank yous. Oh, there's no? <laughs> All right. We'll say, well, we'll get you next time. Yeah, next time. Yeah. You got <laughs> away this time, but we'll get you next time. <laughs> you did. You were in compliance of the law. But we'll find you. Um, so that's the deal going forward. IRS is not going to come to your house anymore. That, uh, well, unless they did put a caveat in there, unless you really owe them something, <laughs> <laughs> they will really, show up. Yeah. Um, but the normal, the stuff that they're talking about, just, you know, you owe a thousand bucks and they show up to bug you, they're not going to do that anymore. So. All right. Well, if you're a real tax cheat, they might be. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. at that point, you know, what do they have? The the classical music playing the tanks up front. <laughs> so, yeah. Come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. So. Uh, keep that in mind. The IRS is coming to get you. No, not really. But, no. you know. If- I mean, again, document, document, document. Yeah. So we talk to people and they're starting small businesses. They've been running maybe a year or two. Keep your receipts. Take a picture of your receipt. Scan it. Put it in Dropbox. Whatever the case may be. Most people are like, oh, well, I got a bank statement. It says I got all these expenses. Yeah, that's great. But you want a receipt to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Even if you got to staple your receipt to the bank statement and match it up. Um, you need the receipts. So document, document, document. That just makes your life easier down the road. Yep. And keep it all. And Jeff always reminds everybody, those gas receipts, those laser printed gas receipts, they fade over time. Quickly. Like within 30 (laughs) days. Yeah. So they're like, hey, I got all these gas receipts, Jeff, at the end of the year in your yep. in your shoebox. And you're like, wait a minute. Can't even read them. Can't read take them a picture anymore. of them. Take mm-hmm. a picture, put it in Dropbox, or take a picture and just hold it on your phone, something. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. We'll go to commercial break. And when we come back, we will talk Secure Act, Secure Act 2.0, and find out what's kind of in there. Does it pertain to us? What kind of benefits? They still keep throwing some benefits our way. <laughs> they do. You know, believe Boy. it or not, the, the politicians are working for us. They're working for the big guy even more. Yeah. But they are working for us sometimes. So what's the Secure Act 2.0? What's in there that might actually benefit me going forward? It is Keep What's Yours. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. 636-394-5524. Give Jeff a call and see if he can keep more of your money on your paychecks like he did with mine. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours and Jeff. Secure Act 2.0. There are so many, so many things in here. There's so many things in the last Secure Act. That was the one that said... Um, that for your retirement accounts, they have to be liquidated within 10 years uh, yes. after you die. <laughs> uh, what was it? The the stretch IRA. Stretch IRA went away. That's not a um, thing anymore. Yeah. So if that was part of your uh, estate plan or part of your financial plan, well, you're going to have to make Need some, to revisit and make some adjustments. Some adjustments. Um. <laughs> Secure Act 2.0, there's something in there, and we always talk about the RMD. The federal government let you tax defer your retirement account for all these years. Yes. But now once you hit 73, 
It used to be 72. Now it's 73. 73. Yeah. Well, some people were running under the old rules of 70 and a half. Then they went to 72. And when they went to 72, they took away the stretch or beneficial IRA and now it's 73. And for anybody probably in their under 55-ish, um, it's actually going to be pushed to age 75 for your first RMD. So when I'm 75. Yeah. Will be your Unless first. They change it even. It more. will probably change it again. They may push it out even farther. Um, but I'm looking at it now, and I, mm-hmm. I can start making plans for at least 75. 75 would be your number. Yes. That required minimum <laughs> distribution. They let you hang on tax deferred all those years, but the federal government is wants their money. <laughs> yeah, they're broke. Have you seen the debt clock? Yes. They are broke, and they want their money. So that's why they force us to take it out. Because if we tax defer. It's kind of an agreement that we make with them that for, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year, I'm going to push the taxes off. Yes. Um, and they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, you're for crying out loud, you're 73 years old. Yes. You've been doing this for 30 years. We need the money. We want the money now. So cough it up. So they force you to take it out, even if you don't need it. They yeah. force you to take it out. And then of that money that you take out, that counts as income. Boom, they start taxing you. Ordinary income. And it typically messes up your Social Security, makes it more taxable or a higher taxable amount. And it's what we refer to as a tax time bomb. So, And that that is why having someone like Jeff not only set the plan up ahead of time, yes. but follow it along as it's as going. As we go forward, yes. You know, give, go through the motions. You know, I'm going to be 75 when my RMD hits, and Jeff's going to be 95. And, you know, he's still working. <laughs> you know, hey, Jeff, we we made this plan, and I, it's starting to hit. And he's like, well, Josh, you should have converted to Roth. Long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. So, um, But you need someone following along with you to say you're still on the right path, you're still on yes. the right path, or, hey, maybe now is the time to start thinking about Roth conversions. Exactly. Because you don't want to turn 73, realize that you have a tax time bomb, and by then it's too late to do anything yeah. about it. Yeah, and you can't do anything other than you absorb that income into your you know, your taxable income. But here's here's something that's out there, and a lot of people don't pay attention to this, and, and it has a dreaded word in it. But these are called QLACs, Okay which is a qualified longevity annuity contract. And you go, huh? So now... Which, which, <laughs> which of those words am I supposed to be afraid of? Uh, annuity. Most An- people freak out on that. Oh, really? So, but, so the theory on this is this is your retirement, say your IRA um, account sitting out there that are going to be subject to RMD, required minimum distribution. So when you turn 73, the IRS says, all right, we'll let you steal or take $200,000 or 25% of your balance, whatever's lower, Mm -hmm. okay? So if you had a couple million bucks in an IRA, you can take 200 grand and go set it aside and park it in this, this qualified longevity annuity contract. It has to earn simple interest, so it can't be variable in the market. Um, but typically, you're probably in the 4 to 5% range today. Um, and it hides out there for 10 years. You do not pay. It's not included in your RMD calculation. just sits there to the side. Sits for 10 years. In the 10th year, so you would be 83, it comes to life, and it pays you a monthly income as you go forward. Typically, far life. So 
it's kind of like a little pension, but the concept is you get the benefit of not paying RMD tax, or I should say not being included in your RMD as you go forward. So uh, let's just say I have a million dollars. Yes. Um, and uh, at 73, they're going to make me require minimum distribution. Yeah. If I do this QLAC and I sock 200 of it away in this QLAC, then my RMD is only $800,000. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now, it's still sitting out there. You don't have to worry about it. It kind of goes dormant, if you want to call it, from a tax side for 10 years. Worst case. If, if one of uh, the owner passes away... If, if it's in a joint account, one of the owners passes away, it fires back up, goes to life, you know, comes to life in a sense. But typically, let's just say everything's fine. You put it in at 73. At 83, it's going to come back and pay you an income. So you would hypothetically spend down your IRA account each year for those 10 years, and you still got 200 grand sitting to the side that you didn't have to pay tax on. But just as I'm figuring out how RMDs work and why the government puts it, we need the money. Uh, you know, we're broke, and we you, we let you sit on this for all these Long years. Long time, yes. We're forcing you to take it out so we can tax it. Then they come along and say, or you can put another two hundred thousand exactly. dollars, <laughs> stretch that out over another ten, 10 years. years. So say it turns into three hundred grand in ten years, it will generate income to you in that tenth year. But it's just another option yes. out there for us to take advantage exactly. of. And acute, you know, I I dare you. I bet you. Please right. text me right now, 84126. Well, I yeah. heard of a QLAC. Nobody knows what these things are. And not only do they not know what they are, they don't know how to implement them into their retirement exactly. planning. Exactly. Or, you know, once they hit 73, do you want to lock $200,000 of your money up? That's the question. And everybody, way. this is only going to apply to, a fi- I say, a finite piece of the population. Um, and in some cases, it works. In some cases, it's not worth it. Because it, it's stuck there. It's stuck for there. For 10 years. Yeah, pretty much. And then much. what happens if I pass away? I mean, well, you then know, it once comes, we're talking about the 80s. If it's know. in your a single name, then the beneficiary will take the benefit of it and go from there. And then that steps us back off into basically the 10-year rule. So if you inherit an IRA, um, you, and you're the beneficiary of it. You have ten non-spouse. So spouses can push money back and forth all day long, never creates taxation. Um, but if you're non-spouse, you inherit a, a $200,000. Um, well, let's, let's just say it's a million dollars that you inherited in an IRA. You have 10 years in which to spend it down and go to zero. And the last thing that I would probably want to do is take it all out at once because... Oh, it'll kill you in taxation. You so, know, a million dollars after 37% plus an extra, I'm, I'm sure they're going to tax me on the state level. You know, they're going to take almost half of that in taxes. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's going to propel you to the highest tax bracket out there. But so, if I took $100,000 out every year over the course of 10 years... Maybe that bumps me up into a higher tax bracket, but not the highest. Exactly. So what we typically do um, is as we go forward and you say, oh, you just inherited a million bucks. You got to go into it and over 10 years, you got to take $100,000 out of the IRA each year plus its earnings. Mm -hmm. I mean, not saying that that's the best way to do it, but what that'll do is it will keep you to where at the end of the 10th year, you don't have a million bucks sitting there. So and these are just fat finger numbers. If you got an inheritance, you could say you could take it all now uh, of a million dollars. You can take it all now and only get 550000 Yeah. 
because the government's going to take the other half in taxes, or over the next ten, 10 years, years, depending you can upon get, yeah, you'd get uh, you'd net seventy five thousand, seventy eight thousand of it that goes in your pocket. You, you could get seven hundred and fifty thousand in your pocket over the next ten yes. years. Which would you rather take? Well, you got to stretch it over the ten. You yeah. have to. I mean, you're giving. But I want it Two hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. I want it all now. So those are the calculations that are put together. Um, and again, on that IRA, as you go forward, let's say it's a bad year in the market. If it's in the market, you take whatever that equivalent of one tenth is. You pull it out. And we don't have a lot of time to get into this, but just anecdotally, how many people do you see older people? who have saved up all this money, how many people do you see who say, this is the money that I'm going to use to spend in retirement and buy that boat and, you know, get Mm -hmm. the Harley and all that stuff? And then how many people do you see that say, I saved up all this money because I'm planning on leaving it to my loved ones? Very few that are like, hey, I want to leave a legacy. There's other ways to do that or way more cost efficient and, and dollar efficient to do. Um, most of them are when they leave a legacy like that, it's by accident because they pass away too soon. Yeah, and they leave all the money to the the right. heirs. I'm, I'm, this will keep me living to ninety seven. My they, theory you know, is they die at seventy seven. Yeah, spend your last dollar the day you die. And again, nobody knows when that's going to happen, but that's the joke. Yeah. Um, and and don't leave a ton of money to somebody. Um, but if you do, then hey, more power to them. They just there's tax implications on the flip side. Yep, and the last thing we want, and no offense to the greeters at Walmart, is to be 90 years old exactly. and have to be and one, have to work, and have um, to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, I want to greet people at Walmart because I want to. Exactly, you want to get out of the I house two days a week, three days a week, just to get you out and and moving and doing stuff and talking to people, not because you're forced to. I don't know, Jeff. I think the first 10 years I'd be good. Just putting my feet up and just hanging <laughs> Most out. Most people say that. Um, I mean, again, we tell people, hey, the first two years of retirement, you're going to spend way more money than what you think. You're you, going to start traveling, you'll goofing find around. Out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, whoa, we can't do that. And you reel it back in. And I can come to you, though, and say, hey, Jeff, yes. we spent a lot more we'll than we thought. We'll monitor it. And, and again, you get that nasty phone call from us going, hey, you're spending too much money. <laughs> yeah. Not that... You know, and everybody's like, well, it's my money. And we're like, eh, we get it, but we're looking out for our five years down the road, our seven years down the road. We're not being mean saying you can't spend your money. Um, we're just trying to make sure that you don't burn your money up in the first three years of retirement. And that is maintaining stuff once you retire, but we can also do a lot of planning ahead of time oh, yeah. to yeah. make sure that there's a lot more in there for me to Exactly, burn up. that you could go, hey, now you can buy that boat, you know, and, right. and go on the three trips or four trips a year. And full disclosure, Jeff is my tax guy. Jeff has seen my finances and what I make every year and what I've got socked away. And uh, he always, you joke, right, when you say <laughs> it, that 75? Yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll be kicking my feet it's, up. At it's a the... little too early. I mean, we're projecting way off into the future. Right. Um, and we look at it as odds of success, not, hey, if you made 6% a year for the next 30 years, you'd have billions of dollars. It'll never come true that way. A lot of people do it that way. You don't know where the market's going to be next year, up, down, sideways. So sequence of events, uh, sequence of return is huge. Um, in that planning process. So again, you project, you look at it, you go, great, but you got to maintain or monitor it each year as you go forward to make sure, hey, you're on track or you're not. Yeah. And and if Jeff is correct in that my, uh, if I do want to retire at a normal (laughs) age, maybe I get that Walmart greeter job now. 
again part-time um, gig it's part a couple days a week get out talk to people you know move around you're not sitting around the house yeah some people love to do that it's, you know home depot they go work three four days a week um yeah. again other people are like i'm never going back anywhere ever again i'm just gonna play golf every day so Good gig if you can yep. get it. Exactly. Uh, you know, as if I don't work at this radio station enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Josh, you might, if you want to retire at 65, you might want to get a, a second job. <laughs> or a or, third. Or a third. <laughs> Jeff Zufall, I hope you're joking. 636 394 5524. But he's seen my finances, so I'm going to trust what he says. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you next week. And I implore you, if you heard something on this show that you say that would make sense in my life or I'd like to take advantage of that, the only way you can really truly do that and make sure that you're doing it right and keeping as much money as possible is to get somebody on your side, just like Jeff, 636-394-5524. We'll see you next week. You betcha. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.